Welcome to the Strategy Sherpa Show, a series of organic discussions between hosts David Chavez and a variety of notable business leaders centered around their most significant failures and how they handled those challenges so listeners can learn from their most teachable moments and apply the lessons to their organizations. Now, here's your host, David Chavez. Hello, everybody. This is David Chavez. Uh, this is the Strategy Sherpa Show, and we have a great guest for us uh, uh, today. I will introduce Brad in just a moment, but I wanted to remind everybody on this show, we don't um, talk about how great we are and uh, give you a lot of fluff and a lot of uh, silliness what, about how great we are. What we're doing is talking about mistakes we've made in our business and you know, I say that um, with a with a, a grain of salt because, like, it it's not easy growing a company, and we make a lot of mistakes out there. And I think a lot of entrepreneurs and a lot of business leaders get caught up in those mistakes instead of understanding mistakes are part of the game of growth. And uh, we uh, we discuss those mistakes, and then we give you context of what was our 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 what why we decided what we decided at that time, and then what we do is we go in and explain to you how we fixed it. So not only do we talk about the mistake, we talk about context because that's a lot of uh, uh makes it a little bit different in the sense of we're trying to help you understand our thinking at the time, because at the time we thought our decision was a great decision. Um, we never go intentionally doing the wrong decision and then um, give it a little context. And then we give a little bit about how we fixed whatever happened. So that's the strategy Sherpa show. And then I wanted to talk a little bit about Assured Strategy and what we're doing. Um, so uh, on December the 6th, we have a scaling up workshop in Dallas. Um, that is almost sold out. I think we have two tickets left, um, just uh, the room size and everything. Um, we have two tickets left on that. And so if you're interested, get on assuredstrategy.com um, slash events, and you can uh, sign up for that. Um, that's in Dallas on this Wednesday. And then on the 14th, we have a process, a um, webinar, and it's about our processes say I have to, and then whatever it is um, that they're going to get into, but they're going to get into a little bit about how, how do you use processes and how to make them more effective in your company and hold people accountable on them. So that's uh, Preston Law, our new process uh, coach here at Assured Strategy. Um, one I've been working with for probably about seven or eight years. He is actually one of our clients at one time. So um, let's just go ahead and introduce Brad because he's sitting there waiting uh, patiently uh, to tell his story. So Brad, welcome to the show. Yeah, good morning, David. Thanks for having me. Why don't you tell everybody, because um, you and I met probably as about five or six years ago now, right? It's quite a while ago. So I know it's a couple years before the old COVID came into play. It's probably about 2018. And... Um, we met through, uh, I, I was brought in by your your previous CEO, right, um, uh, Rod, and he brought me into the company to help you guys. And then um, you guys made a transition. Now you're the CEO. And why don't you tell a little bit about the company and what you're doing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm happy to. And uh, yeah, good memory of uh, not all of us can 
put together things that happened pre-COVID, but that's exactly right. We got a chance to connect five, six years ago. Uh, we, uh, I'm with the partners group, and the partners group is little over 200 employees in the Pacific Northwest. And we are an insurance brokerage firm. And what that means is we help employers and individuals on the employer side. We help put together employee benefit packages. Uh, we have a dedicated wellness team. We do a lot of work with self-funded healthcare. Uh, we uh, have a data and analytics team to help provide insights to make sure our customers are making wise decisions. Um, in that employee benefit space, we help our customers with their 401k plans and then also our commercial insurance. So if you've got halls, walls, buildings, trucks, fleets, delivery, um, uh, officer liability, any of those items, we take care of those on the commercial side. And then on the individual side, we help people with their home auto umbrella. Uh, we've got a team of about 30 people that focus on that. And then we finally, we have a wealth management department. So we help our high net worth clients make sure that they're uh, planning appropriately for retirement and making sure they've got uh, the suite of life and disability products to put bumpers around their around their car, if you will, as they uh, as they accumulate wealth and and plan for retirement. So we have offices in Seattle, Washington, Portland, Oregon, Bend, Oregon, and Boise, Idaho. Uh, we're a company that's grown organically, double digits each year. Uh, we started the firm back in 1995 and have uh, successfully through double digit uh, growth and strategic little acquisitions uh, become about a 60 million dollar a year revenue shop so thanks for asking yeah uh, um and, and and just so people know um the partners group is um headquartered just outside of portland and um and and brad you've you guys have won so many best place to work awards i mean your company is really a model for other companies to follow. Wouldn't you say that? Well, you know, the first thing I'd say is you got to give an awful lot of credit to the people that uh, that came before you, right? Uh, it takes generations of leaders with a common vision to get you where you are. And so I'm just super blessed to have started with the company nine years ago, had a chance to witness it, see it. Uh, work with different business units on my way to the current position. Um, to your point, uh, we developed something that we refer to as our flywheel. And I'll see David's face because this is something that, uh, that, that his team teaches. And we had a flywheel back in 1995 that my predecessor uh, built, but we didn't know it was a flywheel. And uh, in the spirit of a flywheel, something has to start in one spot and continue to increase velocity and almost make it automatic. Well, the, the first rung on our flywheel is to be an employer of choice. And so what that means to us is if we focus on hiring great people, taking great care of them, that in turn turns into delighted clients. If we have delighted clients, we create profit. 
If we create profit, we can invest in systems. If we can invest in systems to automate and scale our business, we can give back to the community. And we are a purpose-driven organization. And our purpose is to make a difference in the communities in which we work and inspire others to do the same. And so tactically, what that looks like is we take the first 20% of our net profit every year and give half to our employees and the other half goes into the community. So the trophy case is pretty full for the last 15 years of best places to work, healthiest place to work, most philanthropic place to work, and a top quartile big eye insurance in our in our space of companies that do it the right way. That's just outstanding, Brad. I, I, I'm really in admiration of your company because you guys are such a purpose-driven organization. And I think you're a great example for people to follow of really living your purpose and really uh, bringing it to the forefront of the company. And you guys have done it in such a simple way. You just drive simple messages in the organization and in the community. And it's really brought you to where you're at now. And I, I, I um, give you guys a lot of credit because a lot of companies cannot transition CEOs and be as successful as you guys has continued to be. And I know that you're going to transition again in time. And um, I know you're setting that up already and probably already making progress on that. And I just think it's wonderful. Um, you work with uh, one of my partners, Ted Servada, right now, and um, Kane Pekovic, my other partner, uh, on, on what they're doing for you. And um, you and I got to work together the first two years. And I think it's just great what you guys have done and how you've evolved the company and how you're just continuing to grow it with that purpose in mind. And I think um, the difference between a lot of companies saying they're community driven and actually doing something about it, 10% says a lot. So, it, and it does a lot of good for the community too, right? I mean, you're really impacting lives out there. And I know you uh, from being at the company, you guys volunteer too, your, your time. I know you have big groups of people going at one time and volunteering. So not only is it your money, it's also your guy, a lot of the people's time in the organization. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, we uh, we allocate one full day a quarter to each employee to go out and volunteer. And we tend to volunteer in a pack. So we have set up several employee resource groups. So we have a fun committee. Uh, we have an emerging professional committee for those uh, people in our organization that are typically under age 30 getting started in their career. And uh, we have our volunteer committee. And the committee sets up five or six opportunities every month for teams of people to get together and go give back. That's great. And and, and um, the partners group, I, if I was going to describe the partner group to somebody and I was talking to a business leader, I would tell them it's a one-stop shop for all your um, investments and insurance needs that you have as a business as well as an individual. So you, know, you guys I, you have a very holistic approach. You don't just protect the executives, you protect the company, the executives, the employees, you're trying to protect everybody underneath that realm. Isn't that a fair way of describing your company? 
Yeah, yeah, David, it it is. Uh, One of the things that we learned along our journey, right, starting back in 95, we started in one area. And what became very obvious to us is that uh, the mid-market employers say you have 100 to 1,000 employees. Um, They're really good at doing what they do. The legislative changes, the uniqueness, the uh, threading the right needle, putting together the right packages. What they wanted to do is work with a trusted, independent financial advisor. And what they want is when they think insurance, risk, employee wellness, they want to make one phone call. They want to have relationships at the C-suite and take care of everything that they have versus going out to six, seven, eight different organizations. So really our secret sauce is our one partner advantage. We have a way to bring all those expertises together and actually help somebody across the spectrum. So we can sit down with a CFO, head of HR, risk manager, bring everybody together, lay out the strategy for the next three years and check each one of the boxes to make sure that we're working in tandem. So yeah, as we've grown, we continue to add divisions based on employer's request. And uh, you do one of those, you get good at it, takes five or six years, and then you add to that team. Then you add another one, you build it over five to six years, and then you've got a core competency in that space. And so that has been the strategy for the last 25 years. Yeah, so we're going to take a break and we'll be right back after this. And then we'll um, talk a little bit about the issue that um, you're going to share with us today. So thank you, Brad. And I look forward to continuing our conversation. Just a few moments. This is Strategy Sherpa Show. We'll be right back. America at facebook.com forward slash voice America for juicy updates from your favorite radio shows and podcasts. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Hi, I'm Matt Liotta, CEO of Volato. Our vision at Volato is to change the private aviation industry by bringing innovative concepts that align our interests with our owners and customers. But what's really exciting about us is our jet share program that allows you for the first time to have unlimited usage of a plane and obtain revenue share. Doesn't matter what size share you buy with us, you can use it as much or as little as you want and participate in all of the the revenue that that plane generates. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa. 
Play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Welcome back to the Strategy Sherpa Show with David Chavez. Have a question for David or his guests? Join us on the show at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Now, back to the show. Hey, everybody. This is David Chavez. This is the Strategy Sherpa Show. And we have Brad Nance with us with the partner group out at the partners group out of portland oregon but portland seattle boise and you said one more city uh, central oregon bend oregon is our fourth bend, oregon how did i forget bend out of all the because bend's such an amazing place i mean if you've never really been to bend oregon you should go there once in your life at least it's just really a cool place is that a fair comment no, it's gorgeous. Uh, yeah, if you love the outdoors, if you love scenery, if you love just being part of nature, that's a place for you. Yes, it's just beautiful there. It's it's like a it's it's amazing. So uh, let's get into it a little bit. Um, so so um, I, I want to talk a little bit about your issue that you wanted to share with everyone. The thing that you sort of jacked up or messed up in your uh, in the evolution of the company because not all of it's been smooth sailing. You know, I know you guys have done very well, but you've made some mistakes along the way. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I know we've only got uh, a few minutes together, so clearly um, my list of mistakes are a lot longer than my lists of, uh, of successes. But, you know, here, here's what I tell you. This is probably a common theme. Instead of focusing on the one, you know, we went right when we should have gone left and we went right based on good intentions, good spirit, reading the tea leaves but the world changed on us, the strategy didn't work. Um, here, here's what I wanna talk about. Um, we didn't know what we didn't know. And as we sat around again earlier, I said, the people that came before you set the stage. And I, I have to give a ton of credit to my predecessor to have the insight five, six years ago with our growth trajectory to say we are entering a new evolutionary period going from 100 employees to 200 employees is radically different and there's historically there's failure points with companies valleys of death and you have to retool and rethink about the company to go to the next level so in the spirit of we were successful we hired good people we grew faster than the industry and we just made the best next decision. We yeah. took a pause and we really said, what we really need to do is figure out where we want to be in 10 years. And then we need to back into what do we need to do along that journey? So the very first thing we did is collectively got together as a group and we committed to getting together for two days each quarter. Uh, so we met eight days offsite a year. And we started with a big, hairy, audacious goal. And we rumbled with it and we wrestled with it. And we said, all right, 
Well, we know we want to double in size each five years. So 10 years out, that means we'll be four times as big. Let's, let's, let's live with that for a little bit. Let's wrestle with that. So now we're 400 employees and we're over 100 million in revenue. What does that look like? And then we needed to find a way to message it. And we said, well, as a purpose-driven company, let's back into our giving. And if we give 20% of our net profit, we set a goal to give back $30 million to our employees and the community by the year 2030. We lived with that for a few quarters and played around with the wording. And now everywhere, every employee knows that give 30 is our strategy. Check that box. Uh -huh. Next yeah. thing we need to and, do is, and, yeah, go ahead, Dan. Before you, before you go on, let me just uh, capture this really quickly because um, I, I really, I really uh, love how you just articulated that. And it's probably the best I've ever had interviewed somebody on and they've uh, spouted it back to me. Um, so you guys had to spend some time with it because I know you had a little bit different of a BHAG right at first that you were working with. And then you ended up settling on 30 million to employees and the community. And you sort of did that by looking at about a hundred million in revenue. And, and so you're tying it back to the thing that really motivates you because I think a lot of BHAGs out there as I'm seeing them inside of companies, the people inside of the company aren't attached to the BHAG. A lot of times maybe one or two executives are or major shareholders are, but not the whole company. And and that and the whole company needs to be tied to the BHAG because it needs to reinforce your business fundamentals. Jim Collins says the creator of the BHAG, and I, I love that that BHAG and how you guys ended up settling on this really profound statement that's really driving what you're doing on a year to year basis. So I don't want to take away from that. I just wanted to state that. So thank you for for sharing that with us. Yeah, I think that's right. I think the the the, uh, the thing I'd offer up to others that are on this on a similar journey is make sure your BHAG that every single person can say it, and it resonates with your purpose. Um, it's too easy to say profit per X. Uh, you know, using a math formula that inspires about ten percent of your organization. So find your thing, find your DNA, and put a BHAG that resonates with your people. Yeah, I love how you said 10% too, because money isn't a motivator for uh, probably 80 to 90% of the people in the company and people think it is. It's just not. And I, you guys have really discovered that. And I know how many people you have volunteering for all these little things that come up for charities and how much you're involved in community. So I just think it's outstanding. So let's get back to your story. So you, you set a BHAG. Yeah, so in the spirit of, okay, now we know where we're going, how are we going to get there? And we'd always had core values that were somewhat loose. Um, so we spent a full year rumbling with core values. And we looked at books and we looked at examples and we did focus groups and we pulled stuff together. And our very first one, we started with don't be a knucklehead. Like be a person everybody wants to work with. And we played with that. We ended up with play well with others. And from there, we said, all right, well, what else do we like about our employees? Well, we'll be curious. Ask good questions. Assume positive intent. 
be a champion. Make sure that everybody in the formula wins. Own it. Do what you say you're going to do when you say you're going to do it. And then finally, have fun and live well. So as we wrestled with those and wordsmithed them, we painted the walls with them. So every one of our offices has it. It's in all our marketing material. If you had a website, it's there. We even went so far as to take our core values and put them into our interview questions. And so now when we're interviewing people, um, they need to know play well with others is our A number one core value. And if you don't like to interact with people, if you'd rather just work remotely and just never ever have to interact with people, um, this isn't gonna be a place you're gonna have a lot of fun. So we're gonna tell you that right up front. Um, the second thing that we found with core values is anytime we have to do coaching with people, we use those to say, hey, here's a situation where you didn't really come into an environment curious. Seemed to me like you came into a, a discussion with a preconceived idea and tried to sell your idea through the whole process. Now, if you were more curious, could we have gotten to a better spot, right? And it allows you to not only interview, but to coach and then reward. So each quarter we identify things that people did right and we have a play well with other award, be curious award. And so you really need to take those core values and bring them to life. You know, I don't know if people see this, but we even print them on a business card and put them on the back of our phones so that we know what they look like. Yeah. So 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 you're using that as a little bit of motivation to keep everybody focused on the on the core values. That's great. So so you had your BHAG, you had your core values, you have your purpose. Um, so what ended up happening with all of that? Yeah, yeah. So it uh it was met with quite a bit of fanfare. Um we're now you know, four, five years into our journey. Um, it is now common language. We meet with all our employees every quarter. We get a chance to reinforce it. And then now that we knew where we had to get, we knew the behaviors we wanted to exhibit as leaders and employees. The next thing we had to do is start putting three-year business plans in place. And so we adopted this thought process of what are the three thrusts that you need to lean into over the next three years? And one of the things that uh, every business leader, I think, is challenged with is there is infinite desire to make a list of 20 things you want to do. And there's finite resources, money, time and people to get them done. So while you heard me say you really should pick three thrusts, we couldn't even resist ourselves. We end up with five. And what we do with those five thrusts is say, at a high level, these are the areas of the organization that we want to make better, that we want to improve processes on, that we want to delight more clients in, that we want to grow in. And then we share those thrusts with our business unit leaders. Because every business, every subset, every team has unique insight and value. And I think the mistake that some make, and I'm sure we've made it, is being too prescriptive as to exactly what you want. We try to identify our true north, 
trust the team to invoke the strategies that they can achieve within the day-to-day world in which they operate. Oh, hold on. I want to capture this because this is so important. And it's such a big mistake so many of us have made. And I say us because I'm laughing because I have made this mistake. It's like, oh, my goodness, and the pain that goes with this mistake. So what you're saying is you had these three-year objectives that you were sort of looking at as a business, and we call them thrust in the scaling up system. So they're three-year thrust, the things that we really want to bring into our company. And when you were doing them, you uh, you uh, the the thought was, oh, we're gonna we can't just do three. We need to do five. And when we decided to do five, we didn't sit back and think about, hey, what are the resources we need to get these five things done? Um, how much time is it going to take? All these other questions that we need to ask ourselves because we still have a job to do. And that's called taking care of our customers on a day-to-day basis. (laughs) It's a simple novel concept of most business owners, right? And and so so you guys got away from that a little bit and you started, or what happened? Share, keep on going. Yeah, yeah. Right, so every year we started the journey five years ago and it sounds easy. But it isn't. You got to stick with it. Every year you iterate. You you cascade the thought process down and you try to get everybody to come along with you. And people are curious and people have different ideas and people um, like anything new will either have a little bit of resistance or a little bit of a, I wonder how long this is going to last. (laughs) <laughs> and then you're two, then you're three, then you're four. Oh, it is going to last. I see the thrust. I see my role and my flexibility in them. And then the key is to keep it alive. So as you cascade down to the next level, it's now that we know our BHAG tenures, now that we know our three-year thrusts, what are our one-year annual priorities? Yeah. And we declare those uh, usually in October, November, and allow our management team to rumble with them, fine tune them, and then build their business plan for the year. Okay, and you didn't do that at first, did you? We did not, we made a huge mistake. We felt that the executive team needed to own them. And then we dole out some cards to people and say, okay, we think that's gonna work. Our big aha is, People closer to the action have better instincts and insights to what needs to happen than we ever will. (laughs) So our job is to point the organization in the general direction to set ourselves up for success and then let go of the details. Okay. And that that sounds so easy, but it's not. Letting go is not as easy as it sounds. You've seen this, David. Oh yeah, most definitely. I we see we see it all the time. Uh, I and, and I I just um like this this issue. I'm just so glad you're on the show because I haven't had this conversation with anybody yet. And you're the first one to really bring this up 
as a problem that was really a decision and that was really um, maybe even hurt the company a little bit for a while. Because what ends up happening a lot of times when we're doing this is that we're taking and we're passing the tablets down to the, the people, right? And we think we have all of our best ideas. And then the people are looking at these ideas and going, don't these people know we have a day job? So, so, um, so they're sort of laughing at it and then we don't get what we want as leaders. And then we start to blame other people for, for us not realizing what we wanted to accomplish when it's really our fault, probably that it wasn't accomplished. <laughs> and that's not always fun to deal with when you have that realization. Is that fair? Yeah, yeah, it is. I mean, everybody goes into everything they do with the best of intentions. And then the mistakes that you make are um, are painful and hurtful because you came at something in the spirit of help only to find out that it hurt. Yeah. And so you've got to have the uh, you've got to have the wherewithal to say it's okay. Yeah. So, if we're so not making mistakes, we're not learning. And and ask for appropriate grace when grace is given. And then you move on and you try it again. You make some modifications and you go through the loop again. And what you'll find is every single iteration is just a little bit better. The, the challenge is don't give up on it. Yeah. Hey, Brad, I think I'm late on my break right now. So I'm going to take a little bit of a break. And sorry, I didn't want to interrupt you. And so we're going to take a break and we'll come right back in just a few moments. This is the Strategy Sherpa Show. Voice America is on LinkedIn. Connect with us today. Anyone can learn the keys to success from podcasts, TED Talks, and other forms of media. But what you really don't learn is the failures that lead up to that point. Join David Chavez on the Strategy Sherpa Show as he and notable business leaders have that discussion and teach you how valuable it is to learn from your failures. The Strategy Sherpa Show, Mondays at 7 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. The latest business information is made simple with the Voice America Business Network. The professionals in the business world bring you live talk radio shows featuring an array of business topics, strategies for building wealth, sales and marketing, stock trading, investing, and business technology. Voice America business hosts are professionals in their fields and bring to the airwaves weekly business discussions that offer up-to-date information, advice, and education. The Voice America Business Network. The bottom line in business talk. You have a message. You want to share that message. You want it to be social, to go viral, and spread across the planet. But how do you get started? Tune in to Amplify, featuring host Ken Roshan. This show is here to help you take that message and channel it through the most effective marketing techniques to not only be successful, but have a positive impact on the world. Tune in live every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Business Channel and get amplified when it comes to business you'll find the experts here voice america business network
Welcome back to the Strategy Sherpa Show with David Chavez. Have a question for David or his guests? Join us on the show at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Now, back to the show. Hey, Brad, I have to say, I, I'm one lucky guy. I, I work with a great pe- pe- uh, bunch of people at Voice America Business, the business radio show. And I'll, I'll tell you, thank goodness they're they're so uh, they're so full of grace because I went way over on the last segment. And, um, they uh, didn't get after me too much about the, uh, the the break. So let's get back into this because uh, I wanted you to talk a little bit about this. So the thrust ended up being a little bit too much for everybody to consume. So after the first year, we probably didn't make the progress we thought we were going to make. And what did we do then? What did we do? Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. That's so great. What, what what happened? I mean, share what happened with the people, you the the leaders, everything else. Yeah. So so in a nutshell, um, the criticism of uh, our leadership team would be as follows: um, We locked ourselves in a room multiple days and came out with what we thought was absolutely the right thing for everybody in the organization to rally around. And it's kind of like introducing your your odd friend to a new group of people. You've known them your whole life, so you don't know they're odd. You like them for who they are. But when you introduce them to a bunch of strangers, they're all looking at each other going, boy, that guy's or gal's kind of odd. Um, when we delivered it, it just landed like a lead balloon. It's like, wait, I don't understand. What are we doing? We're running a business. I get this. It's a, give me context. Bring me into the discussion. Help me understand why we think one plus one is going to equal two. And so we took a big pause and we use a term here that we stole from somebody else. And that is what would great look like? And what we learned in a hurry is what great would look like is you guys quit meeting in rooms with five people. Let's expand. Let's have meetings with 20 people. And let's do this together. And as we heard that, it was just like, how did we miss this? And so we got much more intentional during our training sessions to train together. And it didn't happen overnight. People had to hit us in the forehead with a frying pan numerous times before we really understood and were able to change our cadence and then change our involvement to make sure that we were going together, even though that slowed us down a little, we're getting to a better spot. Yeah, so so uh, you've said so much in just shuts, such a short period of time, and I like how you gave the odd friend analogy. And I, I, I would be like Moses coming down from the mountain, giving the ta- tablets to everyone to follow, right? Um, and then you even worked Led Zeppelin in there too uh, with the uh, with with a lead balloon. <laughs> I like that uh, as an old Led Zeppelin fan myself, <laughs> getting that in there. But but it was so it went over like a lead balloon inside of the company. So basically, you guys were really excited about what you were doing, really good, excited about your thoughts and how you approached them, and really thought you were collaborative, but found out you weren't. And so your people sort of slammed the door on you 
with, hey, you think this is going to happen. You guys found out that without their help, nothing's really happening. And so for the first few times that you tried to do these pass down things that didn't work so well. And what did you um, what did you end up learning? Yeah, you know, there, there's, you know, the coin and old phrase, if you want to go far, go together. Yeah. You want to go fast, go alone. Well, uh, and, then, and then you're community driven and, and employee and community driven. And then that was not the messaging you were sending. It was, and it was it was a new level of thinking, right? We went from annual strategies to, you know, three-year thinking. Mm-hmm. And that is, um, that's different. So what I would say is if you're going to interject change uh, to any company, successful company, growing company, new company, a recovering company, um, that it takes time and the executive team has about 10% of the answers. Get the problems, get the opportunities to the people that you trust, that you respect, that live in that pool all day long and start from there. So that's our biggest awe. Our our intentions were good. Our execution was poor. Yeah. And and it's it's really one of those things where you have to sit back and you have to ask yourself, um, like the employees, they really want to be involved. And us that are sitting up in the in the room all by ourselves with no input from the rest of the organization, we can believe a lot of our own bullshit. Um, I, I mean, that's my language, not yours, but I, I'm just saying we can believe a lot of it. And then we uh, start to pass the tablets down and we find out that uh, you want to see resistance to change. There's a lot of resistance to change. And what ended up happening is you guys got everybody involved. You became a lot more collaborative in the process. And I love that you said in October and November, we really get our priorities down so that we can get input from everyone. And that makes a huge difference. And then I know you're probably getting input on a regular basis now because Rockefeller Habit number five says employee feedback, employee feedback, what's going on. And so we're tracking that feedback and we're getting some of that feedback back. And the feedback is coming from what I call the experts in the company, the people who are really touching the customer and really interacting with the customer and they're enlightening you onto some of your imagination. Is that is that a fair way of saying it? Yeah, it most certainly is. Yeah, the, the feedback log as an executive team, we look at it every Monday. Yep. On a typical Monday, there's three to five nuggets. And so as we do our math just for the calendar year 23, I think we're at 260 nuggets of information that came from people on the front line that some are recommendations some are mistakes some are the 800 numbers going to the wrong you know box when you hit a number and it gives us some insight and the ability to respond now we don't respond to every single one david we're looking for trends right um anything that's customer facing mistake we get on that one right away um the other ones it's a chance to just have a pulse on what the experts are doing that day-to-day interacting with our clients yeah, and, and it's really important to, to know that all we have to do is we don't have to have to take every piece of feedback, but we do have to let the employee know that we're not doing anything with their feedback, 
just so they'll keep on giving it to us. And I know you guys know that and you practice that. But I, but Brad, I just wanted to thank you for coming on the show today. I think you did a really good job of really explaining something that's very complex for most companies. And a lot of times we lose that insight of how much the employees really know about the company. And oftentimes, as you get more and more employees, it's absolutely critical to get more them more and more involved because we get further and further away from the customer, right? Um, I know that you probably still have customers, but very few that you actually call on now comparative to nine years ago when you started with the company. And that distance has created um, a lack of understanding of truly what's going on on a day-to-day basis. And there's nothing to matter with that. It's just the way what happens as you're evolving and rising in the company. But we have to go to those people and find out what's really what what's really going on, so we make better decisions. Is that a fair way of saying? Yeah. yeah, that's a very fair recap. I couldn't agree with you more. Yeah. Well, Brad, we want to thank you for coming on the Strategy Sherpa Show and sharing with us that very um, heartfelt um, explanation of what happened and. Um, we look forward uh, to uh, working with the partner group in the f- future, and we thank you for your time today. Yeah, appreciate it. Enjoyed our All time right. together, David. Thanks. All right. Thank you. Oh, well, this is the Strategy Sherpa Show. We're going to take a break. We'll be right back in just a few moments. Birdie told me Voice America is on X. Follow us at Voice America TRN. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. Hi, I'm Matt Liotta, CEO of Velado. Our vision at Velado is to change the private aviation industry by bringing innovative concepts that align our interests with our owners and customers. But what's really exciting about us is our JetShare program that allows you for the first time to have unlimited usage of a plane and obtain revenue share. Doesn't matter what size share you buy with us, you can use it as much or as little as you want and participate in all the, the revenue that that plane generates. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. Welcome back to the Strategy Sherpa Show with David Chavez. Have a question for David or his guests? Join us on the show at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Now, back to the show. All right, everybody, just uh, summarizing the show. Whoa, what Brad was such a special guest. I mean, he really uh, went through some great information with us. Uh, you know, it was funny when he started talking to me about his um, issue. I was sitting there going, is this a real issue 
or is this just like something in disguise? But then I recall because uh, I was working with them the first few years was, uh, um, and which I do with a lot of larger of our clients. And over the first few years, um, when we are trying to pass the, pass the information down and, and, and share the information, the executive team went through a lot of thought around this because they kept on getting uh, setting the goals and they kept on not getting realized. And after several quarters of not hitting the priorities from missing the objectives they were trying to get, they really started to finally listen to the feedback and they started getting some training for a lot of their middle leaders um, with Assured Strategy. And we started really help them get feedback into their system. And with that feedback, they realized that they could no longer pass the tablets down to everybody. They needed to get for the information to come from the bottom up. And then they could start to figure out what's the next objective or much the next thing thrust, we call them, for the next three years. And that was just really interesting how he shared that with us. And I would share with you that a lot of people make the same mistake. They don't include the employees in the process of setting the the priorities for the organization, and they don't think about the resources, the cash resources and the people resources. And I just want to throw this in there. Um, on January 30th, I am doing a, a um, webinar, and it's going to be an hour-long webinar about how to get more cash into your company. And um, a lot of our employees think we make wheelbarrows of money and we have a lot of money that's being lost inside of the organization just to inefficiency and um, the lack of being able to see where the money's being wasted. And I'm going to share with you how you can get a little more exposure and a little bit shine a little more light on those things, especially in the with the uh, with the economy that we've had over the last six to nine months, and it's uh, be declined a little bit. And we're gonna, and we we think that's gonna continue for a, another quarter or two. So cash becomes really important, and that's on January thirtieth. And I'll be doing it from one o'clock to two p.m. Central Time, and that's Central Time, so two two uh, Eastern Time, and all the way back at eleven a.m. Uh, Pacific Time. And I'll be spending an hour going through that. And so if you're interested, go ahead and get on our website. You can sign up for that now. Um, and we do have the webinar on processes on December 14th with Preston Law. I have to say um, that that they he really is going to get into why we don't hold people accountable to processes and about processes and how they're written and how sometimes they actually cause confute more confusion than help. So um, if you're interested in that, but I wanted to spend a few moments talking about our Dallas workshop. Our Dallas workshop um, is one of the workshop is a scaling up workshop, and we'll be going over an overview of scaling up and what you need to do to start to get scaling up into your company. So the workshop is a place where you can come and learn about the system. If you've read the scaling up book, that's always more impactful before you come to the uh, seminar or the workshop because we call it a workshop because we're actually going to do work in it. But we will take you through how to get started getting scaling up in your company where you don't even need somebody like us to help you. However, if you're interested in having us help, we are, we're always there to help. But what we want to make sure we um, let 
everybody know is that we do are doing this workshop to help you get scaling up into your company. And so we will go into some practical applications. And if you bring your team, I think there's one uh, one person who's bringing um, 10 of their team. And it's because they're bringing such a large part of their team, we'll actually probably spend some time actually on their, their issues. And we will spend time on everyone's issues inside of the um, workshop if they're willing to share them. And how do you use the system to come over some of those things? So if you're looking for some feedback on some things that you've been trying that haven't been working and you've been trying to get scaling up into your company and you want to do it yourself, this is a great way to learn that foundation of how to get scaling up into your company. And we will be going over the people section. How do I get the right people in the right seats doing the right things right? The strategy, how do I really think about strategy? And there's many different types of strategy. There's visionary strategy, there's turnaround strategy, there's an agile strategy. Which one of those should I be using? Um, some systems out there is a one size fit all. I know there's one out there for the vision strategy and all business owners think that that's the best one when it's not a great strategy for probably about 80% of the, the startups or even the growth companies out there and they're trying to use it inside of their company and it may work for a little while because it starts to produce a little bit of results, but over time it starts to wear out. And that's because they're not focused on the right type of strategy for their company. So you'll, we'll talk a little bit about those things too. So um, it is on December the 6th, eight to five. We have, I think, two to four seats available still. I, I'm not sure. I was told two right before I, go, I got on this show. And so we may be able to squeeze in a couple of extra if, if we have those requests, but that's probably it after that. On the 30th of January, mark your calendar. That's when I'm going to be doing the cash webinar. And um, then on February 6th, we will have an efficiency webinar on operational effectiveness by Ted Savada, our other strategy coach. Um, there's three of us strategy coaches in the firm right now, Ted Savada, Warren Sager, and myself, David Chavez. So we're going to be doing that. And then we're doing a live, another live workshop in Phoenix um, we're going to make it easier for you to find the right people and get what you want out of those people. And that's going to be by uh, Lisa Jane Vargas out of Phoenix. And she's going to be doing that live in Phoenix. So um, if you can join us, we would love to have you at some of these events. Strategy Sherpa Show is about um, issues inside of your business that were caused by a poor decision and then how we overcame that poor decision and we really maximized and benefited from it to le leverage us into the future. I think Brad today gave us a great example of that. We have to think about the resources of people and the resources of cash. How much are we willing to allocate to the, the objectives that we're trying to get accomplished? I know that when I started doing this in my own company, it really slowed a lot of things down, but it also made a lot of things happen fast. And what I mean by that is we didn't do as much, but the things we did had a larger impact on the organization on a whole. And if you want to have that larger impact, I would strongly suggest using the scaling up system. It is the best system out there. And we will be in Dallas on December 
November the 6th from 8 to 5. Join Warren Sager and I, two um, 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 scaling up certified coaches. Join us in our teaching of the workshop of the scaling up principles in Dallas on the 6th of December. AssuredStrategy.com slash events, and we'll talk to you later. Thank you for joining us on the Strategy Sherpa Show, and we will look forward to seeing you or having you at another show. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode of the Strategy Sherpa Show with David Chavez. We hope we've given you some insight into the journey of success and how the road to success is laid with bricks of failure. Tune in next week for another inspiring episode.